analysis. We've got an African football journalist, Mickey Jr., with us. Um, and Timmy, I don't see any lines flashing. I think we might have lost him. So we're going to try and get him back on the line uh, and just chat to us about that. But I mean, wow, 1-0 already. I'm not forgetting Senegal and Equatorial Guinea a little later today. So if it is that you have any AFCON questions, please go ahead. Send them my way at Romy Titus on Twitter at Radio 2000 underscore ZA. Or if it is that while I'm chatting to Mickey, you'd like to interrupt, raise your hand, ask a question, you're more than welcome to do so by simply calling 089-110-2000. The same way Koliswa did when I was chatting to Farouk Kododia earlier. We value your input as well as your opinions here on the show. So please don't shy away. Please go ahead and send them through and reach out on our social media. Mickey is back. Mickey, hello and a warm welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much. I mean, uh, always a pleasure when I have the opportunity to join the show. Oh, it's good to have you. Thank you so much. I mean, I very quickly want to talk about the scoreline there because Morocco are leading Egypt very early on in the first half. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an early lead that nobody really expected it because, you know, we all know how the North Africans will play their game. But I think that um, it's just early this yet. I mean, and the goal also came from a penalty. So I think it was the right call. And uh, I think we are, we are yet to, to really see the excitement that this game has for us. I'm just going to ask you to move around a little bit, Mickey, as I ask you the next question, because we're getting terrible feedback. I think it's the wind uh, in his microphone, um, which just doesn't make him very audible. But, I mean, let's also talk about uh, Cameroon and Burkina Faso that are through to the semi-final. And what do you make of those teams, Mickey? Yeah, I think that um, that game is going to be a very, very difficult game, if you ask me. Because, you know, with the Burkina Bays, they really are playing... It looks like everybody's, everybody's, you know, playing, I mean, for the team. You see that teamwork and that cohesion when they are on the field playing. For Cameroon as well, you know, they are the host nation, obviously. So it looks like, I mean, um, they will, you know, have the backing of the fans, I mean, the, the support of the fans, as well as, you know, any, any other team really to favor them. But, you know, I, I think that, I mean, the game will be won probably in the second half, or maybe we may even go to extra time. Hmm. Because, you know, the Burkina, the, the Burkina Faso team, the, the way, if, you, if you study the way they play, they play a certain pattern where everybody everybody loves to win the ball. They all love to search forward and assist each other. So I think that is going to be a very, very, very good semi-final game. Mm-hmm. Do you think, and I mean, everybody has called it this, and I just want to know your sentiments, and if it is, that you did believe that this was the AFCON of the underdogs. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's possible, you know, if, I mean, if, if, you, if you physically assess all the teams, you know, this is the team that, I mean, or, or the tournament that, you know, nobody really, really predicted, and maybe even Equatorial Guinea looking all the way to this moment. So for me, I think that it's possible we may probably see an other winning, but I, I am waiting to see the, the, the semifinal of all the four teams. Mm-hmm. They probably could see, but in that game between Burkina Faso and Cameroon, for me, I think that Cameroon really, really need to be on their guard if they want to make it to the final because Burkina can cause a major upset. You know, the yeah. same as this, even the Kuchara Guinea team against Senegal. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's a team that, you know, all of them are from Europe, and then we, we don't have to underrate them because they play very, very, very good football. They play as a unit. You see that compactness when they are playing. So for me, I think that yes, it's possible that we can see. And underdog winning the trophy. I mean, everybody stood by Gambia as well. You know, a Gambian side that also came into the Afghan. Just 
I mean, rearing to go with a mission to be seen, to make history. And and they did so well. They did really, really well till yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I think Gambia has really, really impressed all of us because, you know, they, 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 if you see the way they started playing, some of us had the opportunity. I, I was in Gambia. I saw a couple of friendly games. So this is a team that, you know, they played together for a long time. And mm-hmm. their coach from Belgium, Tom, Tom has been with the team for about three, four years or so now. And, you know, this is, this is, this is, I mean, a team that when they are, you, you obviously love to watch them. You know, they don't really have, in quotes, that stars or, I mean, the big name players. Like, you see other teams like, I mean, Senegal, Santos, or Giri, Ghana, Egypt, and, uh, I mean, all the big powerhouse names. They really love that, but, you know, when they are playing, you, you see that. You see that kind of love, you see the unity, I mean, you, you see every good thing that you have to see the practice mm. or working to their, to, their, to their play. So for me, I think that Gambia has really, really impressed all of us. The same as even Comoros. You know, mm. let's not also talk without mentioning Comoros. They are just an island. You know, they came in and look at what, I mean, how far they got. So I think that kudos to Gambia. I'm, I'm very confident that they can make it to the next AFCON. There's a that is going now. You know, let's not forget this is their first tournament and look mm. how far they've got into so, I mean, anything can happen, and I'm just happy. I mean, tournament is going quite well. What has surprised you at this AFCON? Well, many things have surprised me, I mean, a, a lot, because from the start, people really, I mean, when we started, we were, first of all, seeing goals, because, you know, too many factors, due to many factors, because most of the players in the comedy and all that. But I think going into the tournament now, the excitement has built up, the momentum is there. I mean, teams are giving their burst. We haven't really... It's just unfortunate that many red cards are flowing in. But aside that, I think that many teams are... Surprised me has to be, I mean, the performance of some of the underdogs. Mm-hmm. You can talk of the likes of Komoro, you know. They, they really, really did well. The same as Gambia and some of the other countries. So for me, I think that, I mean, the excitement has been a lot. I mean, surprises have been a lot, but... Uh, you know, it's, it's a little difficult to have to pinpoint one actually now. Yeah. But I, I mean, think teams. that, yeah, I love the performances of Komoros and Gambia. Yeah, teams. I mean, obviously, you're alluding to teams in terms of what has surprised you. But is there anything else surprising, you know, that stands out for you that we haven't quite highlighted? Yeah, I mean, uh, you can say that as well because, I mean... Uh, People really, I mean, their build-up from, like I said, from the beginning wasn't really there. But I think that the fans have also played key roles. I mean, uh, we can talk of that stampede that happened. I mean, yeah, so it's just unfortunate yeah. that people lost their lives. Uh, it, it's so bad because, in, you know, what I know is that in football, you go home, you go to the pitch to enjoy and you go back home, mm. whichever way the results go. So it's just unfortunate. Those are all some of the things that have really have surprised me. But I, I believe that, I mean... Um, I mean, going forward, things, things may change and we will see a beautiful tournament coming to a wonderful end. Yeah, Mickey, I'm going to pay the bills very quickly. And when we come back, I want to ask you, is it about a team collective or is it about individuals, individuals that shine when it comes to AFCON? Happy New Year, South Africa. Forget New Year's resolutions and focus on you and your faves and things that help you live your way, like insuring your car, home and business with one of South Africa's top-rated insurers on hellopeter.com. For an obligation-free quote, call My Way on 0860 64 64 64. My Way, live your way. My Way is a licensed non-life insurer FSP. Standard rates and T's and C's apply.
19 minutes after five o'clock right here. This is a touchline. I'm Romy Titus and chatting to an African football journalist, Mickey Jr. He is on the line as we track AFCON, taking a look at the highs and the lows. Mickey, in your personal opinion, I mean, if you take a look at an Egypt, for example, if you take a look at a Senegal, if you take a look at a Gambia, um, Morocco, Cameroon, when, when you get to this um, spectacle like an AFCON, is it about the players? Is it about the country? Or is it about a collective? Because often we say, oh, Sadio Mane, oh, this one, that one. And so I want to know, I mean, as much as this is a team sport, um, we, we put a lot of emphasis on the star players. Yeah, well, I think that um, when it comes to the AFCON, mostly for me, first of all, I think that it has to be about the country because that's the shirt that you're wearing. It's, you know, not everybody can come into play, but you have the opportunity. So you need to do something for your country. Mm. You need to go all out there and defend your flag, defend your, your, your country with pride. So for me, I think that, I mean, this tournament for um, the big team, that one, you know, you, you, you have seen a lot of them going home. And I think that most of them played not as a team or not for their country. They were trying to play more about individual passion, mm. you know, trying to win the ball for themselves and, and do the magic all on their own, yeah, yeah. instead of putting their nation or their country first. So for me, I think that um, this Afghan really focused from the start more on more on individual staff. And that's what happened to the likes of Ghana being going home early, the same as defending champions of Nigeria as well. Mm. So I think that um, the tournament focused from the start mainly on on individual talents before, you know, getting to the latter stages. We are now beginning to play as a compact, they, yeah. they play as, as one body, as one unit. Isn't that maybe what Gambia got right? You know, as much as, yes, so much was at stake, but it was the country first. And I'm merely just putting it out there from my own personal observation. And versus, like you said, uh, uh, Ghana, for example. And isn't that something that perhaps needs to be rectified, where it isn't about perhaps the star players. It is about the country first, the team, and then individuals. But it's kind of hard if you've got like a Salah and an Amane not to hone in on them and their brilliance uh, in their own right? Yeah, I think that, yes, your opinion is very right. It's clear as well. And if you watch critically the Egyptians, you know, from their first two or three games in the group, you realize that Salah really, really wasn't in the game because Egypt were playing more as more as a team, other than you know trying to give him the ball to do his things, we see him do at um, Liverpool in, in, in England. So I can say that um, the, the yes, that needs to be rectified because very soon most of the underdogs or the lower countries, like we call them, are going to you know start playing as a team. They are not going to depend on individual or I mean staff, and they are going to go far in the tournament. You just trust him because some few years to come, this is how it's going to be like. And then it's about time most of the countries, like I said, the likes of Ghana and other countries, stop, you know, depending on individual staff. Because mm. if that player should get injured or probably marked out of the game, what happens to your team? You know, yeah. when yeah. the player is marked out, what happens? Zero. He can't perform. So I think that it's about time that most of the big countries, like we, we mentioned, stop, you know, looking at individuals and build a team. For me, I believe that coaches that come, they should get a plan. I mean, three, four, five years long successful plan. Make sure that you are building a team for a tournament, not a star. Mm. Somebody you are going to really mm. depend on mm. solely. 
And that is what I can say happened to the likes of, I mean, Algeria, because they were trying to depend on the likes of Ben Saveni and the likes of, I mean, Marez and Bunedja uh, and Co. And it didn't work out. You can see that clearly. But if you play as a team, you play together as one unit, you can go far. And I'm not surprised to see Ecuador gaining at this stage because look at, look at their team. Yeah. Who, who can you say that is their biggest star? But they play together as a team and you can see the, the importance of it. So going forward, I need, they need to rectify so that countries can play as a team and yeah. not individual stars. It is a team sport after all, Mickey, you know. But I mean, with all of that said, I know that Morocco are leading Egypt. 1-0 is a score still currently. But also, let's take a look at Senegal and Equatorial Guinea. And then going into the semis, the finals, Mickey. And just from our, the base of our conversation now, if you had to throw it forward to a final, who would be there? Ah, you have really, really put me to the spot. <laughs> I, you know, most, yeah, most, most interviews that I have done, I mean, everybody keeps asking me that. But where for me, I have a strong belief that, I have a strong belief that um, I'm beginning to see Cameroon at the final. Mm-hmm. I, because of their home support, I mean, the, the fans, because they pushed them, let's not forget that. Okay. And it looks like um, they are part. If they are able to, I keep against Burkina, it's going to be very, very tough. But I see them probably growing in their experiences that they have. I mean, by imagine they should make the final. And um, I'm beginning to see it's between. Very difficult. Come on, keep looking into that crystal ball, Mickey. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's possible that we, we may see one of the North African teams at the final as well. So it's going to be probably um, Senegal, and uh, maybe I'll give it to... I'm, I'm sure Egypt are going to equalize, mm-hmm. but I think maybe we'll go down to penalties or semis, and probably Morocco are going to win. So mm-hmm. obviously, I'm beginning to see Senegal and me. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm seeing Cameroon and maybe Senegal the final. All right. Maybe Senegal should be possible. All right. As an African football journalist... What do you love most about African football? Well, um, good question. I mean, what I really love, I mean, it has to be the passion that people show towards our game. You know, I begin to, one of the things that drive me to, to, you know, love the African game is, you know, I see that a lot of people focus on the European leagues. You see them mm-hmm. all over their life, uh, Chelsea and all that. But what happens to our game? You know, our game is going down. So for me, I'm so much excited. I mean, what really drives me has to be the passion that we see our people always talking about our game. You know, when I love those transfer stories flying and all that. So for me, I think that has to be the passion that our people show towards our game. Lovely. And thank you for sharing your passion here with us on Radio 2000, Mickey. I'm going to hold you to it, right? We're going to have a post-mortem after the final. Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> thank you so much for the opportunity and... Thank you so much. Thank you. Mickey Jr. there, African football journalist, just talking about AFCON. And I think when AFCON started and there was all the controversy about AFCON and should clubs release players and what is AFCON and everybody just having a bit of a Twitter frenzy about it, I still said it should be an AFCON by Africa for, you know, for Africa, by Africans. And if it is that we don't buy into it, elevate it, talk about it, live it, breathe it as passionately as Mickey says, then what is the point because then it does really fall flat and the attention goes to absolutely everything else club world cups this and that world cups that um whereas we should take ownership i know it's kind of hard because at the moment south africa aren't there and so you know you're kind of divided but eventually you find a team and you latch on and you support and you go all the way like i did with gambia um but 
it should be. And if it is that you and I don't take it seriously, why is it that the rest of the world should take it seriously? But lots of lessons as I peep in and just have conversations about the Africa Cup of Nations 2021. And I know that the next edition, if it's up to Coach Hugo Bros, who has a contract for the next five years, you know, he's in, in that already, um, that AFCON, here we come, the next edition. We play more local music.